நாகப்பட்டினம் and worried that the buddhists are trying to convert him to buddhism the boatman murugayan's wife rakamal is the reason for the rumors as the acharya bhikshu tries to calm the angry crowds outside the viharam a massive cyclone hits nagapatinam Murugayan manages to take Ponin Selvan to the Chowra Palace in Ane Mangalam and they rescue the Acharya Bhikshu on the way. As Ponin Selvan discusses the relief work to be done at Nagapatinam, Murugayan informs him about Mandagini, his Kaveriyamman getting abducted. Ponin Selvan decides to leave Ane Mangalam disguised as a trader with Murugayan. The plan is foiled by Rakamal who reveals his true identity. Immediately a sea of people surround him and want him to stay there and partake of their hospitality. During his travel he realizes that he may be in danger and could be surrounded by Pandya conspirators as he faces hurdles in all his plans. The crowd accompany him to Tanjavur. At the palace, Ponin Selvan orders that the elephant on which he rode should be ready for him next morning along with the mahot. Later that evening, Murugayan informs Ponin Selvan of the Pandya conspirators trying to replace the mahot. The next morning, when Ponin Selvan calls for the mahot, one of the conspirators comes forward. The elephant picks him up and throws him away. Ponin Selvan uses the chaos this action creates and jumps on the elephant and steers it towards Tanjavur. While steering the elephant across fields and flooded canals, Ponin Selvan manages to rescue Pungurali and Vanati from the flooded Kaveri. Pungurali tells Arulmuri that Mandagini does not wish to live any longer and would like to see him once before she dies. They proceed to Tanjavur. The elder Parvatarayar who had left Kadambur for Tanjavur also gets caught in the flooded Kollidam. His boat hits a floating tree and he is thrown into the gushing waters. Miraculously he survives. He overhears the conversation between two Pandya conspirators about the plot to assassinate the emperor and his two sons on the same day. He also learns the truth about Nandini's role and her relationship with Pandyan conspirators. Full of anger about how he got manipulated by Nandini, he confronts the conspirators. 
but is overpowered by them. He manages to recover somehow and proceeds to Kudandai where he accidentally meets Kundavai and tells her about the plot before going back to Kadambur where Nandini and Karigalan are. Kundavai says Vanati all that she has learned from Elder Parvattarayar. Vanati tells Arulmuri and they continue their journey to Tanjavur. Vanati, Pungurili and Arulmuri reach the palace. Enters it in Vanati's demand. They do not want to reveal the true identity of Arulmuri. He proceeds to meet his father when a loud scream from inside the palace is heard. Pungurili rushes in to see a spear piercing Mandagini as she tries to save Sundara Choran from the assassin's aim. During the commotion, the assassins manage to escape. King Sundara Chora holds Mandagini's head in his lap and sobs. Arulmuri tries to console him. At Kadambur, Nandini reveals her real intentions to Mani Meghlai and Vandya Devan. Vandya Devan asks her not to assassinate the crown king Aditya Karikalan. Nandini agrees, but Vandya Devan asks her to hand over the Pandya sword to him. While handing it over, it falls to the ground with a clanging noise and they all hear footsteps outside. Vandya Devan rushes into the room which has stuffed animals and hides. As Aditya Karikalan enters Nandini's room. Aditya Karikalan expresses his sorrow at the injustice he had did to Nandini by beheading Veerapandian. Nandini gets very emotional and tells Karikalan how her entire life has been one misery after another. Karikalan tries to convince Nandini that they do not need any of this and could go somewhere alone and live happily. But Nandini denies and she whispers to him who her real father is. Karikalan is shocked, gets emotional at the things Nandini has been through and asks for forgiveness. Vandya Devan, who was listening to their conversation, wants to step in and help Aditya Karikalan, but Akala Mohan strangles him. As Vandya Devan falls down, he sees a man entering Nandini's room, sword in hand. He also sees Ravidasan, the Pandya conspirators, rushing in from another direction. In the ensuing confusion, the lights go out and Aditya Karikalan is murdered. When Vandya Devan recovers, he gropes in the darkness and touches a body. Realizing it is the corpse of the murdered Aditya Karikalan, he is filled with grief and frustration. Sambhuvarayar and Kandanmaran enter the room 
and accused Vandyadevan of having killed the crown prince. Mani Meghalai intervenes, claiming that it was she who killed the prince. Sambhuvarayar orders Vandyadevan to be tied to a cot and asks his son Kandanmaran to leave Kadambur immediately. He asks him to inform the Parvatrayars and other allies about the death of the prince. He also sets fire to the Kadambur palace. The crown prince's maternal grandfather, Tirukoilur Malayaman, who was camping nearby, receives word that the prince's life was in danger. He attacks the Kadambur fort. As the flames engulf the fort, Vandiyadevan manages to free himself and carries Aditya Karikalan's body to the courtyard. He places the dead body of the prince at Malayaman's feet and collapses. Lamenting the death of his beloved grandson, a furious Malayaman arrests Sambhuvarayar and Vandiyadevan and puts them behind the bars. He takes them along with the dead body of the crown prince to enable the emperor to perform the last rites and also to mete out justice to the perpetrators of the crime. Nandini flees the palace. The last part of the story starts with Arvar Kadeyan meeting Pungurli as she follows the Pandian conspirators to their hideout near Kolidam. Pungurli narrates how her aunt, the Mandagini, was murdered in the process of saving the emperor Sundarachora. Arvar Kadeyan and Pungurli keep following the Pandian conspirators till they reach a cave. Elder Parvattarayar is inside the cave, as is Nandini. Pandian conspirators and Arvar Kadyan exchange words, and Nandini realizes that her mother, Mandagini Devi, has been killed. As she sits down to lament about it, younger Parvattarayar and Kandan Maran come to the same spot, led there by Sendanamudan. Pungurali's cousin. The conspirators escape and the Paravatarayar brothers are reunited. They exchange news of all that had happened in the interim. Nandini takes Elder Paravatarayar's blessings for one last time and leaves on a horse, never to return to the story. The funeral of Aditya Karikalan is a somber affair. People bid a tearful adieu to the great warrior who entered a war at the age of 12. Aditya Karikalan was called Koppara Kesari for having beheaded the great Veerapandian. The anger towards the Parvatarayas and Madurandakan bubbles over. In the meantime, Kundavai receives the scroll that Aditya Karikalit had penned just before his untimely death. In the scroll, he mentions about he going to meet Nandini and that Vandiyadevan is not responsible for anything bad that happens to him and that Arulmuri Varman will take Chora dynasty to greater extent.
Murri and Kundabai figures out that Madhurandakan and Nandini were not their siblings as they were born two years after their father had returned from Lanka. Arul Murri sets off to release Vandiya Devan from the prison. In the prison with Vandiya Devan is a madman named Karuthirman in the next cell. The madman knows many secrets and also where the Pandian jeweled crown was kept in Lanka. He reveals some deep secrets. Mandagini was rescued by Karuthirman when she suicides from the lighthouse. As we know, Sembian Madevi takes care of Mandagini in the palace garden where she gives birth to twins, a boy and a girl. The boy child is Madhurandakan and while the girl child is Nandini. At the same time, Sembian Madevi also gives birth to a baby boy. But the boy doesn't survive and is sent for burial. Madhurandakan is adopted by Sembian Madevi. While actually, the stillborn baby of Sembian Madevi does not die. That baby is rescued by Karatiriman and that baby leads a very simple life in an ordinary household. That boy baby is Sendan Amudan. Sendan Amudan is the real son of Sembian Madevi and the rightful heir to the Chora dynasty. day morning, the Tanjavur palace crew has gathered for the justice of Karikalan's death. Sundara Chora, Arul Muri, Parvatrayar, Aniruddha Brahmarayar are also present. Amidst the discussions, Elder Parvatrayar comes forward and repents for having killed Karikalan and says, Three years back, I fell prey to Nandini's trap enchanted by her beauty and blindly followed everything she said to make Madhurandakan the king of Chora dynasty. Later on, after understanding this truth, I approached Kadambur palace to kill Nandini and flung a sword at her. The sword misses its aim and kills Karikalan. Elder Parvatrayar breaks a big secret here. That night in the Kadambur palace, I heard Nandini say something to Aditya Karikalan. Only then did I realize the traitor I was to Chora dynasty. Madhurandagan whom I tried to bring to the throne is not the real son of Sembian Madevi. He is not even a Chora prince. He is the son of our enemy, Veerapandian. Everybody are perplexed and startled hearing this. Actually, what happened was, Mandagini was rescued by Karutiriman when she suicides from the lighthouse and is taken to Sri Lanka in a boat. On the way, he sees a wounded soldier struggling for life in the sea. That soldier happens to be the great Pandian king, 
Veerapandian. Along with Mandagini, Veerapandian is also rescued and dropped in an island in Lanka. After few days, Mandagini gets pregnant. Sembian Madevi brings Mandagini and takes care of her in the palace garden where she gives birth to twins, a boy and a girl. The boy child is Madhurantakan while the girl child is Nandini. Madhurantakan and Nandini are none but the children of Veerapandian. This well-devised plot was by Nandini to avenge the Chora dynasty for having killed her father. She sneaks in Chora dynasty, entices everybody to obey her commands to make a Pandya higher to the throne of Chora dynasty. There is no way I can compensate for the mistake I have made. Saying this, Elder Parvatraya pierces himself with a dagger out of guilt and is in deathbed. Before he dies, he wishes to tell a truth to someone. He reveals to Arvar Kadyan that the sword he throws in Kadambur Palace does not hit Aditya Karikalan. Even before that, he gets killed by someone else and falls to the ground. Elder Parvataraya is also unaware of who killed Aditya Karikalan. Just to save Vande Devan from false suspicion of people, Elder Parvataraya takes the blame on himself as Vandya Devan is a devoted person and that Chora dynasty is indebted to his loyalty. Saying this, the brave warrior Elder Parvataraya breathes his last. The emperor gets all the important people together and tries to decide on his successor. Sembian Mahadevi finally breaks her secret to Sendan Amudan about his lineage. After a few months, Prince Arulmuri is to be crowned the emperor of Chora dynasty. Everyone has gathered for the much-awaited auspicious occasion. Devan accompanies Arulmuri to the august gathering. All of a sudden, Arulmuri tricks everyone and crowns his uncle, Prince Sendan Amudan, the successor to Emperor Sundara Chora. Sendan Amudan is then given the title Uttama Chora. Thus, the fifth part of the book is named Pinnacle of Sacrifice. Later in history, Kundavai marries Vandya Devan, Arulmuri Varman marries Vanati, and their son is Rajendra Chora. Uttama Chora is succeeded by Arulmuri Varman, who comes to be known as Raja Raja Chora, the greatest Chora emperor.